What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm back, man. This is Pauline Theology. I'm Paul, and we are doing our daily devotional in Judges, and we are about to kick off the next saga. Well, technically, we're not. We're going to. Well, technically, we are. But right now, we're not going over it. We're not even going to mention his name, actually. Uh, but uh, we're going to see how it starts. But first, we're going to go through the saga. I mean, through the, the cycle. See, the, the cycle is, is um, what we talked about from the very beginning, how it is uh, the people turn away from God. Um, and then they uh, get oppressed because God sends somebody uh, over to them to dominate them. And then after that, they are sad and they cry out for God's help and then God raises up a savior and then after God raises up a savior he saves Israel through them and then once that savior dies and Israel turns away from God again and they forget all that uh, they were you know all that God had done and so we're going to see the saga except maybe like a, a, a closer look at it a microscopic look at it while the other ones were talking about the saviors themselves and the stories that happened to save these people from uh, their oppressors. Well, this one's going to talk a little bit about the people of Israel and their heart and their intentions towards God in crying out to him. And so uh, if you haven't read it yet, we're in Judges 10, 6 through 16. So go ahead and pause it if you hadn't. If you had, let's keep going. Now, it says, or what, 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 what's, what's going on? That's the question. What does it say? Well, it, it starts out saying that the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Again, it says that they forsook their God and that they served the um, the gods all around them. Not even just one. It actually goes and names all of these different gods from these different people. It's like the Philistines, the Amorites, the Ammonites, man, the Sidonites, all these ites, man, these people are serving and they're not serving God. And then they get oppressed. They get oppressed by the Philistines and the uh, Ammonites, I believe. And so after this oppression happens, then guess what? Yeah, you're right. They cry out to God and they call upon him. And this time we get a little deeper view because it says they say to God that they have sinned against him by forgetting or forsaking their Lord, their God. And that um, that they want to turn to him for salvation. And so we get maybe a little bit inside look right there. And then next, God says, hey, uh, do you remember I saved you from all these people, from the Egyptians, from the Ammonites, the, the uh, Philistines, the Amorites, the Sidonites? He starts naming all these guys. Remember, I saved you from them. And he says, and you still turn to those gods and worship them. And he says, so, so right now I'm done with it. He's like, I'm not going to save you. I'm through with you. I'm completely, I'm finished. He said, go to the gods who you called to the ones that you served, and see if they will save you. But then the Israelites, again, they come to him and say, they say, Lord, we sin against you. Do whatever is right in your eyes. Only, please, only, only, please just save us now, please. And it says that the, the Lord was uh, had compassion on him, or uh, I think it actually says that he was short of patience for the distress of Israel. And so uh, he he um, is going to save them. He's going to save them. It says that the Israelites, that they turned away from those gods and they cast them out and they begin to serve the Lord. So what do we get? What do we get from this scripture? What do we see uh, that happens? Well, I think about God 
is that we understand that God is a gracious God. All right. We got to jump in, like I said, to a deeper understanding of kind of what the thing is that the Israelites might be saying or petitioning when they're asking God to save them. And so I think we see that he's gracious because if this is the same thing that they've been doing before, well, uh, God is not dumb. He is not ignorant. He knows everything. He knows all things. He's omniscient. That means he has all knowledge. And so for him to know that they're going to turn away from him as soon as whoever he raises up and, and to save them saves them and then dies, and he still does it anyway, well, he's got to be some kind of good God, a gracious God. He's got to be a, a merciful God to allow that to continue to happen. Yeah, he's got to be. And so what do we see about man then? Uh, because if God is doing this, man, what's man doing? Well, I think they're trying to manipulate God. They're playing games with him, man. All they're doing is saying the right things. They're saying what they know is necessary to try and get God to be on their side. And that's that ain't no way to play. And so that's what really even intensifies or um, makes greater the grace of God is because God is it's not like he does not know these things. God is not ignorant of the facts that are going on in this world. And so for him to continue to save them, despite the fact he knows that these people are playing with him, these games with him, he still does it. Man, that's grace. That's grace. So what should we apply? How should we live a life understanding this knowledge, man? What, what does it mean? Well, I think first off to recognize God's goodness to do good, even when he knows that we'll fail him is so important. You see, God called me to himself and he knew that I would turn and talk noise about him, his goodness and the name that he placed on me. I would uh, cause others to maybe want to turn away because of the things that I've done in my life. Yet he still is gracious to me. And he still saved me despite that. What a, what, a, what a wonderful thing, man, that we could recognize that and see that, man, and know and take comfort in it that we can fail. Now, I don't uh, want you to fail. I don't want to make you or cause you, or I'm not telling you to fail, but I want you to recognize and see that, man, when we do fail, God is good and he is gracious towards us because he is abundantly loving and caring. But also, I think uh, we should be testing our hearts, man. What are we doing? Are we trying to manipulate God? When things go difficult, is that the only time that we're reaching out to him? Is it whenever things are hard uh, that we're calling upon his name? Are we saying, well, God, I'll do this one thing if you do that one thing? Are you trying to uh, act in some kind of way to create some kind of reaction in God? If so, we're wrong. That's basically called witchcraft, man. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to conjure up things in order to make other things happen. And that's not the way that God works. God is simply gracious. And that's why we got to recognize that, man. So, hey, I thank you guys for listening. And I hope you got something with this that you, you would just recognize the graciousness of God. Because I think that's really important for us to live by is to understand that no matter what we do, God is good and he is gracious to us. He is good and he is gracious to us. And because of that goodness and grace, man, let it produce in us a um, obedience to what he has to say and a willingness and a desire to do good and show others his greatness all right guys i'll see you guys in the next episode